Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. And actually today I'm joined by Jeff Torrey. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him before. Nice to be back, Jeff. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've never been so happy to see you in my life, Craigie. <laughs> well, we have a, I mean, I don't know. Wasn't that a very exciting game to talk about? I don't really think so. Um, no, I mean, maybe a little more than our Monday one. True. <laughs> but no, I mean, no, it was once again, it was, um. well, no, I mean, at least we learned a little bit. I, I truly think that you f- can find the you know, the silver lining in this game of we can kind of figure out who's going to be more of a fantasy value. But I'll tell you, the uh, the Panthers definitely disappointed yeah, so uh, this game. Tampa wins 20 to 14. And I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I'm, I was shocked that he wasn't able to get going. But I think this is one th- how we start to learn things is I think we're learning. That I think Tampa's defense is better than we anticipated. Is that I mean? Fantasy wise, they had eleven points, at least in our our settings that we use for our main league, which is a pretty good number. Last week against 49ers, gave up nineteen points and then just stopped Christian McCaffrey tonight. Which is uh I didn't see that coming at all. I had, I had McCaffrey ranked number one this week. That's my, my number one running back. And he goes sixteen carries, thirty seven yards, and I think the biggest thing was two catches for sixteen. That was it. It's a some major disappointment there. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I think the thing that surprised me the most, like when he doesn't get going on the ground, I'm not always that surprised, right? He's a smaller back. I don't think that's where he really shines. But what, what bothered me the most is really the how they decided to kind of construct their game plan as far as the offense went for Carolina. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't give McCaffrey more than six targets in the receiving game. He only caught two balls for 16 yards. Like, yeah, no kidding. You're not going to be that successful when your biggest playmaker doesn't get the ball at all. I mean, they did try to run the ball 16 times with him to like no avail that that Buccaneers like front uh, D is the real deal. I mean, as, as far as what we've seen so far, they look very, very good. They were able to get Cam Newton and you could see like when he doesn't get time and when he's not able to run himself, he, they, you can make him a very average NFL quarterback. Twenty-five so, of fifty-one. Yeah, He's, I mean, he put up three over three hundred yards, but I mean, you just watched it. I mean, he only was sacked three times, but there was that's it was an entire series right after the half where he was sacked twice, and every other one was rushed, and he looked like he didn't know where to throw the ball, where to go with it. It, I mean. There was a couple times McCaffrey was wide open and he hesitated because he was just used to the pressure. Yeah, that's actually hard to believe that it was only three times. Remember, Barrett got him back-to-back plays, and then I guess there's just the pressure was there so much where he, he missed a lot of open receivers. All, all, I mean, it was happening, it seemed like, the whole time. But despite that, I guess the receivers had good numbers without, you know, throw a touchdown in there and that would have been a great game for any one of those three Counting Greg Olson, who was six for one ten, he had a great game. Curtis Samuel five for ninety one, pretty solid, and then DJ Moore nine for eighty nine. Those are all solid games for those guys. But I guess when you throw the ball fifty one times, you, I mean targets are going to be up there. They're eventually going to do something, right? Right, and and that Curtis Samuel one is actually a little bit 
you know, inflated because of how the game ended. It, he really wasn't that involved in the game. DJ Moore was fine. And Greg Olson is actually one of the, the bigger bright spots where, I mean, I, I'm starting to wonder, like, if you don't have a top five, top six tight end, especially with Henry going down now, is Olsen a target for you? He's he's pretty safe. He's one of those that's, I mean, I don't know who else is going to break out because if you missed out on the breakout guys after this week, you know, Hawkinson, Waller, uh, Andrews, if you missed out on those guys, I mean, there there isn't any, I don't know if there's anybody else left. I don't know if anybody else is going to step up. So Olsen, he could be there on some waiver wires yet, so I'd pick him. I would definitely get him, put him in my lineup and just be confident in him. I think he's going to have a lot of games like this. He looks, he looks pretty slow right now. He doesn't really, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. He didn't uh, pass the eye test necessarily, but I mean, six for one ten, and he had that those yardage relatively early. Like he was part of the game plan, and and to be honest, Cam missed him on a few too when he actually had a chance at maybe turning it into a touchdown. So I, I liked what I saw out of that, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he kind of um. I don't know, increases the MPHs. Well, this was, he, he had the back injury last week, and it wasn't even 100% he was going to play this week So on the short rest. So if that's what he plays, like, hurt, you know, if he can get himself healthy, which I guess is a pretty big if at this point, you know, in his career, the way it's gone. But if he can, it should be, you know, just really solid numbers. But I don't know, the McCaffrey thing, that's that's just like a one-week fluke. I don't, that's not going to keep happening. There's He's too good of a player. So, yeah, I'm that is one guy I'm not worried about at all. I mean, and even in this one, he didn't do like what he didn't didn't do well. But I mean, he still had 18 uh, touches, which is very good. I mean, if you give McCaffrey 18 touches, usually he's going to deliver. It just wasn't that kind of game. I mean, Carolina in in general just didn't produce. But here's the one thing, though, that um, we always talked about with Cam Newton. And we always wondered about, you know, if his running ability, if that running game for him would go away. And if it ever did, that kind of kills his fantasy value. And has it gone away? On the year, five carries, negative two yards in two games. I'll be honest. I think I we've seen this before. One other time, I think it was two years ago, when they... Uh, I felt like, and maybe I'm just... This is more editorializing, but I felt like... Yeah, the Panthers have done this before. So they try to make Cam a pocket passer. They said that they weren't going to try to rush him. You know, maybe his longevity in the NFL would be longer that way. But after a couple of games, they almost had to give up and let him do his thing, which is, you know, he's able to create with his legs and obviously make the defense guess a little more. And I feel like when you try to make him one-dimensional, which he's never been his entire career, you turn – he just his passing rating is going to obviously get hurt. So if you can run and defenses have to key on that as well, it opens up an entire different world and it makes throwing lanes easier and so forth and so on. And not to mention fantasy wise, obviously it just opens up a, a an entirely different game plan. And we really saw it even more so towards the beginning or middle of his career when he was the number one QB because he had all these rushing touchdowns, which I don't expect that to return. But I have a very hard time believing that, especially if this kind of stuff keeps happening, that they're not going to unleash him and he's going to begin to run a lot more again. I mean, he just has to. He's not a good enough passer to just sit back in the pocket, it seems like. He's just not. It's just not – that's not what his game is, and it's clear. But he, he, can, he, can, be a, he can be a good passer, but he needs that rushing ability to become, you know, an actual – I guess elite player and it's weird. I, I think that'll switch up. They'll realize they need to do a little bit more. 
I think the threat of Cam running the ball would help only helps McCaffrey. Without that, maybe the defense, maybe that's part of it. They see what uh, Cam did in week one, didn't do anything on the ground, and all of a sudden, Tampa decides we're just going to take, we could take on McCaffrey. There's no worry about Cam, and, you know, that's how it seemed to play out. But on the Bucks side, it's not like it was terribly impressive either. There's one, one good bright spot here with Chris Godwin, who got eight for 121 and a touchdown. So that was uh, impressive. And I know there's going to be a lot of Mike Evans owners that are panicking, but if you really look at it, I don't think there, I don't, I don't think there's a reason to quite yet. I mean, look, Godwin got nine targets. Evan got eight targets. If Winston just puts those, those throws on Evan's hands, it's a different game. It's a different story for Evans in the final stat total. So I don't think there's as big of a difference between the two as it showed in the, in the stat sheet today. No, I, I agree with you. I think Mike Evans is fine. But don't panic. We've seen him do what he does so many, uh, you know, handful of years in a row now. And he's always produced. He always gets in the red zone. He gets touchdowns. I think panicking on him, especially when he came into week one, not knowing if he was going to play. And then now he's only got, you know, a week outside of an illness or whatever it was. Um, I'm completely comfortable with still throwing him out there as a wide receiver one, especially going forward. Um, Chris Godwin, on the other hand, um, after all the hype in the preseason, he's come out and he's shown why. I mean, a touchdown in each of the past two games, the targets were six in week one and then nine tonight, which was obviously a huge jump. And his, you know, his yard per clip, his average has always been relatively high. But I mean, you know, he's probably averaging 16 yards a catch right now. So there's absolutely he has probably skyrocketed up a lot of um, you know, start sit boards, if you will. And he should because he's playing wonderful football right now, even when uh, Tampa Bay's offense doesn't look particularly good. So think about if they actually do get it together. I mean, it's a scary thought that he could get better. And I think Evans is a great buy low candidate for people out there. I, I don't, it's going to, he's going to have good games. It, it only Godwin's going to help him with that. People are going to have to realize, oh, yeah, we kind of got to pay attention to Chris Godwin a little bit more than maybe we are. And it's going to open up Evans, but how about O.J. Howard? Um, I I truly don't know what to say about him because I I don't remember really seeing him. <laughs> and you, that would be the case because he had zero targets. Uh, that, but he played. I mean, that, he was uh, on the field. That's worrisome. He was on the field. I, I will uh, before I get too far into that one. I really do want to see what how many snaps he played and everything because i i feel like i'm going to overreact right here because it doesn't make any sense to me i feel like there has to be some other explanation i mean it's uh it, it doesn't seem to make sense does it well i mean especially on top of that Cameron Bray only had two targets so it's not like all of a sudden they're throwing Bray out there they just i mean they threw the ball 25 times you would think a couple would go his way so I, i'm not sure exactly I just have no idea. Their offense didn't look particularly good anyway. Their defense was handling it, um, so I don't know. I mean, do you have a uh, do you have a hot take on OJ Howard or? You no, know, I, I I don't because I don't understand it right now. Okay, I yeah. don't. You're 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 in my camp then. Absolutely. I I just I just don't know what the deal is. It's weird, and I just yeah. So I'm looking at this here. Man, so he um he played ninety two percent of the snaps. 
I don't. Oh, that's bad. I mean, that's really that. And once again, that's shocking to me. It really is because obviously last year, Howard has shown himself to be a very valuable asset, and especially in this type of game when you're not particularly lighting it up in the passing game. Why not throw it to the big-bodied guy, even if it's just for a five-yard gain? Um, I don't know. I, may, I hope – I have to believe that they're going to rectify that. I think this is one of those that is still a little early in the season and offenses are a little sloppy because that, is, that should just never happen. No, it's, it's ah, weird. I don't, I, don't, I don't get this, but, well, eh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Bruce Arians tight end thing is actually real. And <laughs> I mean, we just discounted it because uh, he never had a I, one this talented. But hey, I, yeah. Well, I can't say it's not because I, I mean, look what happened. I mean, in Cameron Braid only had two two for ten. It's not like it was just going to Braid. It just I don't know. We need to see more of this. I just I have a hard time starting OJ Howard though next week. I really do. Um, the problem is there's it's not a bad a lot situation. There. There's not a lot. I was gonna say. I mean, you probably are because tight ends is scarce. But the other thing that I. I do want to mention for anyone that was hoping that Ronald Jones was going to kind of come out of nowhere and take the job. Um, it is pretty apparent that Peyton Barber has a stranglehold but on I that bad boy. I'm almost positive after Jones's 12 yard run, I'm pretty sure he got hurt on that thing. and never came back. I, I don't think there's any confirmation on that. I'm going to see if I can find that. But I, I remember why I watched that 12 yard run. He looked great on that carry and never saw him again. He kind of seemed to, you know, get up maybe a little gingerly. He didn't There was nothing, you know. Um, I don't remember him hobbling no, it, or anything it, of that it nature. It wasn't anything major. I did notice it seemed, it just seemed, you know, not perfect, I guess. But I, because I don't understand. I, I'm almost certain I didn't see him again after that. I do have to say, though, I mean, even if – and that that very well could be. But even if it was that, Peyton Barber getting 23 carries for 82 and a touchdown, even though he didn't light the world on fire, he you know he did what he needed to do. And Ronald Jones, you know, if, if that's true on the last carry, he gets 12 yards. He had four carries. That means the three carries before that, he averaged negative one yards. So I, I don't know if that's enough to be like, you know, I don't – I mean, altogether, I think it's almost better for people – if one of them was out of the picture, because at least you know that Peyton Barber, even if he's only going to get three yards of carry, at least you know that in a pinch you can play him because they might he might get 20 carries. I'm just not a fan of it. I think I think oh, no, I, I hate the situation. He looked better last week. I don't get this. I don't get this. He looked good. He really, truly did. He looked good last week. And then this, I, I mean, there has to be an injury. I don't, I don't understand it. I, I really, it doesn't make sense to me. He looked just awesome on that 12-yard run. And then you never see him again. It, something doesn't make sense to me. Well, the scary part is if their defense is this much improved, which right now I'm just going to be led to believe that at least that that defensive line is. Um, uh, maybe they're slowing it down, and maybe they're not taking as many risks because Jameis Winston. I mean, an uncharacter uncharacteristic game, right? I mean, tw- only 25 throws. For 208 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions, was only sacked three times. He didn't make any bad plays necessarily. He, he kind of let the defense just bail him out. And Peyton Barber getting 23 carries, which last year would be bananas. I mean, it, it, it definitely shows a shift in how Tampa Bay is thinking about a game. And, you know, especially since they were in this the entire time. 
Um, I don't know. It might be a completely different Bucks offense than we're used to seeing. Yeah, I don't. It could, yeah, it could be. It's weird that it's not like Peyton Barber. That's a Peyton Barber line if you've ever seen one. Twenty-three carries, eighty-two <laughs> yards, three point six yards per carry, but he gets a touchdown. So yeah, that's that's my favorite. I was like, oh, he was actually worth playing somehow. Uh, just <laughs> oh yeah, that was a. I mean, it seemed like a typical Thursday night game. I don't know why. It just seemed like that's that's the just the Thursday game right there. That kind of <laughs> not not really exciting. At least I mean, it did though. It came down to the end at least, and McCaffrey couldn't get a yard. So that was it. All right. I think that's all I got. I don't have anything more interesting for this one. There's just not much else there. But all right, that'll do it. We'll be back late Sunday night. We'll go over all the week two games. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. Hopefully I have a better fantasy weekend than last weekend. So I don't know. Jeff, yours really can't get better than it did last weekend. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it was uh it felt really good i mean it was good i know that uh in our league with craig's team or whatever i know that they're going to be better in a couple of weeks just the way the chips fell with who he drafted so i'm glad i got him early but it's always nice to get that first one out of the way and picking the correct players to to actually start right like i started lamar jackson over once which was against the conventional pick and so I, i feel really good about it but um yeah and and the relegation league too i you know, got a few wins there, but uh, a few people took advantage of me, and uh, they did they did a nice job as well. I think I actually had to play Lamar Jackson a, a couple times, which, um, you know, you win some, you lose Yeah, I've <laughs> mentioned it on the show last night, or the night the night before, whenever that was, about uh, the top team in the relegation put up 189 points in week one. Yeah, that is, that is so good. It's just unreal. <laughs> and that's it. It's very it's, good. It's not like crazy Ross, two, two running backs, two receivers, you know. Nothing crazy, only half point PPR, and he still put up 189. That's a quite a game. But I'm I'm guessing they had Lamar and Watkins. That was I can't Lamar remember guess. who it was now, but it was a pretty stacked team. Has to be. Well, uh, we'll see what he does this and week. The funny thing yeah. is that team, and it, there's just some there's some deals going on. That team just picked up Travis Kelsey to add to them. Ooh, wow! I like it. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, some uh, controversy surrounding that in the group chat. So. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's right. Get right down to it. Week one, baby. <laughs> People getting upset that the best team gets our, gets to add Travis Kelsey to their lineup. But hey, what are you going to do? So wheel and deal, my man. Wheel and deal. But, all right. That'll do it for this week. We'll talk to you guys Sunday night. <laughs>